take your position. The show is about to start. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On Screen, where we discuss all things cinema all the time. Here's your host. The award goes to Joe Burnett, Joe Cuffney, and Jesse Reichenstein. Lights, camera, action. All right, so for this episode, we have a special guest, JoJo. Rom-com expert. Rom-com expert. She picked <laughs> um, When Harry Met Sally. And it's perfect because this episode will be coming out on New Year's Eve, December 31st. Men and women can't be friends because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail him, too. Greg? No, I don't like to eat between meals. I'll roll down the window. A faceless guy rips off your clothes, and that's the sex fantasy you've been having since you were 12. Exactly the same. Well, sometimes I vary it a little. Which part? What I'm wearing. You tell her about other women. Yeah. Like the other night. I made love to this woman, and it was so incredible. I took her to a place that wasn't human. She actually meowed. You made a woman meow? Sure. I need to talk. What happened? What's the matter? Harry came over last night. I went night over to Sally's last night. Because I was upset that Joe was getting married. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, we were kissing, make and then... To make a long story short, we, we did, did it. They did it. The challenge. I'm difficult. I'm too structured. I'm completely closed off. But in a good way. And I'm gonna be 40! <laughs> when? <laughs> Someday. In eight years. men. Charlie Chaplin had babies when he was 73. Yeah, but he was too old to pick them up. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. Last day of 2021. I wish we had like the like spinner things to make noise. And like poppers at the end. <laughs> and the Bo Burnham applause. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess a happy almost 2022. Yeah. Even though we're recording in mid-December. Um, but this is one of you, if not your favorite movie, right? It's my favorite. Wow. And of all time. Uh, I mean, it's definitely like changed, obviously, because I would have said like different things at different points in my life, but of all time at this right. point in my life, yes, okay. this is my favorite movie. I feel like we're going to have to roll the tape because I feel like you said this about 10 things. <laughs> no, I said it's one of my favorites. Okay, but all right. roll yes. the tape. I can, I can actually attest to that, that this is her favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you guys haven't seen this before, and the only time I've seen this was with JoJo. I've never even heard of this movie until JoJo. I met JoJo, and since no, since being with her, I've seen, I've seen this like four times. So, yeah. yes, I want to hear what you guys think about it. I I, lo- I loved it. When I mentioned it to Dee that we were watching, she's like, oh, I watched this with uh, Joe and JoJo one time. Um, <laughs> oh, did she? Funny. Did we watch it with Dee? I mean, That's I make funny. a lot of people watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. I had a phase in college when I watched this movie with Emily like every single night, multiple times. Um, Catalina, my Colombian roommate, was like, you guys never stop. You need a new movie. She would like <laughs> fall asleep listening to it all the time. <laughs> so funny. So good though. Yeah, there are so many good little moments in, in this movie. Um, like, I feel like the story is is kind of classic rom-com. You can see it coming from a mile away. But like, there's so much, like, I just feel like the interactions between everybody are so good. Yeah. yeah. Like, the random cameo of, like, Carrie Fisher being the friend. Like, I mm-hmm. love that. It's- I love the wagon wheel. <laughs> yeah. Joe, I figured, Rogers uh, fucking wagon wheel. <laughs> I literally thought of you, Joe, when I first saw this. I was like, that yeah. is... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like, is nobody going to back me up on this wagon wheel? <laughs> you said you liked it. I was being nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's been a heavily referenced movie this year the just not the actual movie but just that one photo of them both kneeling in their chunky knit sweaters yeah uh it's been a big big trend this year i've been seeing that photo shared around a lot online so people, I feel like we're referencing a lot. Um, it's going to be a Meg Ryan autumn because like everyone is like hot girl oh. summer. So people say a lot now, Meg Ryan autumn, which I think is funny because I have loved Meg Ryan for like at least the last 10 years, if not more. Mm-hmm. Like I love Meg Ryan and I love the style in like Nora Ephron movies. Like also, if you just like that style, you guys should follow Nora Ephron interiors. Zach Ephron's. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Cool. Zach Efron's grandma. I actually don't Ooh. know how old she is. Maybe that's mean. I'll look it up. His aunt. Um, his wife. His... <laughs> well, different name spelling. Yeah. She died in 2012. Okay. So his ghost. Yes. <laughs> um, but I was gonna say, Joe, to answer your question, like what category would I? classify this movie I wanted to watch it sooner because I feel like it's a really good fall movie and because everyone was saying like Meg Ryan autumn I was like it is great seasonal like autumn looks so pretty in New York City and when they're like walking through the park and talking I feel like it's just like such a good fall movie but I do feel like personally I do think it's the best New Year's movie because how many New Year's movies are there good New Year's movies. good New Year's yeah. movies And like the ending, it ends kind of on New Year's besides like, obviously like when they're doing their little interview, but. I just love the best idea. Interviews were great. (laughs) The interviews were great. Oh my gosh. I was also going to say, what's your favorite? That's my favorite thing to ask people because I have a favorite one and Emily has a favorite one. I like the one that's like the couple who they're constantly talking over each other. And they like grew up in New York and they were like, and we were born at the same hospital seven days apart. Then we grew this one on the same block. And then I worked on this floor and she worked in this floor. And then we met in Chicago, Illinois. But like the way, the way they talked over each other was so perfect. I mean, it, it was to a T like amazing. Jesse, this is my exact favorite one. And then they go at the very end, nine extra floors. And they like yeah. their heads yeah. together. It's so cute. They're like perfectly like, they like talk, like they know when they're going to talk over each other. And then they're just loving, they love it. I try to tell this to Joe. Yeah, I like, like when people talk over each other like that. I often talk over people and I feel like it's just like layering the conversation and making the story better. Like you just keep like adding other parts. Like she was filling in details that he wasn't saying and they were just like, so cute that's also my favorite one i can't stand when people it's talk over each other. <laughs> joe doesn't get me and we're breaking up right now <laughs> on on the podcast <laughs> see ya we were both born in the same in hospital 1921 seven days apart in the same hospital we both grew up we one block away from tenements. each other on the lower east side on delancey street my family moved to the Bronx he when I was He lived on 10. Fordham Road. Hers moved when she was I 11. I lived on 183rd Street. For six years, she worked on the 15th floor. I worked for floor a very prominent as a neurologist. Nurse, where Dr. I had a practice on the 14th floor, the very same we building. We never met. Never met. Can you imagine that? You know where we met? In an elevator. I was visiting family. In the Ambassador Hotel in Chicago, He was Illinois. on the third floor. I was on the 12th. I rode up nine extra floors just to keep talking to her. Nine extra floors. That's my favorite, but my friend Emily's favorite is the one where the one they're like, I'm Ben Smalls of the Coney Island Smalls. And then they <laughs> talk about how they met. And, and then she goes, I just knew. I knew the way you know about a good melon. And it's just like the That's- cutest thing. I think they're my favorite if I had to pick. Yeah. Too, because they're funny. They're a good. One. I mean, they're all good. Too for me too. I was gonna say the melon one. Yeah. yeah. I also like having watched it so many times. I have a lot. I like think the one where the guy is like um, talking about all like his divorces, and the woman just mm-hmm. kind of looks like like that dead man. Funny. And then she was like, "You were with Roberta. <laughs> that was Roberta." <laughs> and then they end up like back together, like whatever like 20 years after their first divorce it's like some broad i don't even remember her name anymore roberta Roberta. (laughs) and he's like he's like what did i say to you what are you doing after (laughs) we were married 40 years ago we're married three years we got a divorce then i married marjorie 
But first you lived with Barbara. Right, Barbara. But I didn't marry Barbara. I married Marjorie. Then you got a divorce. Right. Then I married Katie. Another divorce. Then a couple of years later at Eddie Colicchio's funeral, I ran into her. I was with some girl I don't even remember. Roberta. Right, Roberta. But I couldn't take my eyes off you. I remember I snuck over to her and I said, what did I say? You said, what are you doing after? Right. So I ditched Roberta. We go for coffee. A month later, we're married. 35 years today after our first marriage. <laughs> I love them. They're funny. I feel like uh, the thing that stuck out to me about that one is that the guy like literally had no recollection of like anything, which I relate <laughs> to on a very real level. So like, I think that's the part that I appreciated most about that one. Yeah, they're just like real couples. Well, I read trivia fact. I read Ooh. that um, the segments of the married couple, IMDb sourcing, so don't get at me if this is wrong. The segments of married couples telling the stories of how they met are real stories that the director, Rob Reiner, collected. They hired actors to, to relay the story. So they're not real people. Well, the stories are real, but the, the actors are not the real people. So I thought that was That's cool. crazy. Because the, peop- the old people who talk over each other, I like couldn't believe it was acting because it was so good. I just believed yeah. it was true people. They seem real. They seem like they're real people. The chemistry sure. is there. Yeah. <laughs> they just like make sense together. Right. But it's the writing. Like, I, I mean, this was nominated for Best Screenplay. So this, that's, it's not even the writing, though. It's all the time. I know. They did. I know. You know, like it's that's comedy gold. It's that's comedy gold. We need it, to... it does feel like like your grandparents would be telling you that story, just like talking over it because they've been together so long. Like, that's why it's so seamless. Like, it feels like those two people have been together for like 40 years and just. I do want to say us right now in this screen, me and Jojo are look like we're we'd be in that movie because we're just sitting next to each other talking. <laughs> we look Don't like Harry it. and Sally. Um, I think you should go as yeah. Harry and Sally for uh, Halloween. You guys Thank could you. do that. Yeah, you I'm, guys I'm, could. I'm, you both could really pull that off, actually. I, I don't want to be Harry, though. I don't like him. I love <laughs> but it. you could be Billy Crystal if you wanted to. I, I really more to Meg Ryan because she's so picky on her food and stuff. Like, I, okay. that would be me. Jojo can be Billy Crystal. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I'd do it. Thank you. He's Jesse. got great style. I want to be in the in the um the white sweater. The white sweater. But I also love the scene when they're like laying in bed and they're talking on the phone, and then he just moans and he keeps moaning. He's like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> so we could be that too. Yeah. Oh, another trivia fact. You know that not that scene, but the other phone scene where they're talking to the other friends together on the they're all four talking That's at the it. same time. The scene with all lead characters talking to each other took 60 takes. Oof. Bad acting. <laughs> Imagine being on that yeah, bad acting, right? It's like the timing thing again, though. I get the feeling that Rob Reiner, whoever, I think it's probably Rob Reiner, loves like double talk, like or like talking oh. over. <laughs> Freaking love, like having like multiple people talking at once. Because even on the date scene when like Jess and Marie meet, but they're like going on dates with Harry and Sally, like everybody is talking at once but you still are like hearing snippets and like sally is like i'm just really not into that writer when you get like snippets from both of the the conversations it's like that writer is the reason i wanted to write but like whatever it's, yeah. it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter doesn't matter doesn't matter it's so funny that's a whole subgenre, i think like i think gilmore girls you love like the newsroom like they're all just talking it's just Joe, spitting dialogue I, I don't i can't do Joe that gets mad that i love really di- like aaron sorkin is also like big on that like people it's talking really fast i appreciate i think it's really well done i just it's not for me like it's not my thing i i can appreciate it you're just like not smart but <laughs> i feel like i can't think of it i think there's a word in like jewish culture that's like talking over each other and the layering of conversations because literally such a thing. saw a tiktok like this and i was like joe this is what it is i didn't i was like nervous to misrepresent it when i said it but i was thinking that too because i saw a tiktok and it's like in jewish culture it's like a great it is a jewish thing yeah it's yeah <laughs> it's like a compliment basically to like add to someone's story if you have something to say so talking over people is like a great thing to do because you're layering things in like this like very and if i was jewish that would make sense <laughs> yeah, you know you i mean you don't have to think it's great if you're jewish but it it's a thing for sure it's a jewish culture thing it was meant to be jewish it is i think so <laughs> <laughs>
Because I love it. I just think of honestly Monsters Inc. when I hear Billy Crystal talk. That's all I think about. That's all I think. I cannot get Mike Wazowski out of my head when he's on. Hey, good evening. How are you? How are you? Nice to see you. I tell you, it's great to be here in your room. Where are you from? Never mind. You're in kindergarten, right? Oh, I love kindergarten. Best three years of my life. Of my life. But I love sports. Dodgeball was the best. Oh, yeah. I was the fastest one out there. Of course, I was the ball. But I, I was the ball. See? All right. I never thought of that, and now I'm never not going to be. <laughs> no! Are you kidding me? I'm not. Yep. Uh, okay, now this uh, this podcast is about Monsters, Inc. So what are our thoughts? <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Transition. I did. It was really interesting because I think of Billy Crystal... I only know of him as like very much a comedian or like things he's done in the past couple years, mm-hmm. like old Billy Crystal. So it was really interesting to see like, you know, like who Billy Crystal was, like why he was Billy Crystal. Yeah. Um, and he definitely is. I mean, he's a very specific person. Like, yeah, you know, he's Great very voice. Billy Crystal, uh, but like interesting, uh, young, I don't know, interesting to see it. He's like a very weird casting for this, but I feel like he actually makes sense. I like like the character development of him. Like you, you do kind of feel like super annoyed with him at first. You're like, oh my God, this guy is so, and I even told Joe that I was like, I would hate this guy. I would react the exact same way she is when she's like, just not into him. That, yeah. And I almost thought at the beginning with that, it's going to be one of those movies where you're like, oh, how is like this how is this guy going to end up with this girl? Cause he's just like annoying and he's like, Sucks. not really good looking. Like not yeah. really like, it's just going to be one of these movies. But I mean, then luckily it's like, it's really dragged out. I thought they got together, like not before the very end. Like I didn't really know the timeline of the movie. So I was like glad that it kind of was stretched out through the whole movie was the, that story. It yeah. never was like they got together and then that's the movie. I, that was, I, that was one of my issues though, I think like, so going back to Billy Crystal, like he wasn't originally the first cast in this movie, which I thought was interesting. I really liked, like like Tom Hanks was considered. Um, It'd be so hard for Tom Hanks to be hate of like, yeah. for you to hate him though. You'd just be like, I right. like this guy. I like- and I like, I, I re- actually really like, like Billy Crystal does a great job in this movie. I'm really glad he's in it. Hold on, I'm gonna read off the other names because I feel like that's kind of important. Um, okay, so the other people who were, uh, I didn't realize Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan were in so many other movies. I know. Yeah, you've got Mail and oh, Sleepless in Seattle. Michael Keaton. Also great movies. Michael Keaton was, he was also. Um, was, he was supposed to be the main character. Yeah. But the, going back going back to that, like, I don't for me, like, first of all, he looks old out of college. He's 40 in this movie. So that was <laughs> she's weird. She's like 26. And she's like 26. But anyway. I don't know. I, I don't like one thing I don't like is like I told this to Jojo and she brought up a good point, but they make him like a playboy. And like you were saying, he's not the most good looking dude ever. And like it's just like annoying. Like no one's gonna wanna hook up with this guy. <laughs> okay, but my point was that well, also though, I was just thinking about this, like it's so common in movies like in Hollywood for them to like cast a guy that everyone universally loves and then give him like the hottest girl as his love Tom interest. Cruise. Yeah, where you're <laughs> yeah. like, actually, I mean, Tom Cruise is good looking though. Like it just feels like often they do this, especially in older movies, they'll cast like a 60 year old man. And then as his love interest, like it's like, a, girl. Yeah, like a 22 yeah. year old like model. And you're just like, I'm sorry. No, doesn't make sense. But, yeah. Oh, wait, what was I going to say? I don't know. I said it. I don't like how they made him like a playboy. Oh, but yeah, what I was going to say is I feel like in New York City, especially like having a lot of friends that live there too, I feel like a lot of the men are really immature in the city because you just have like (laughs) a million options all the time. So I do think they like, they like want to settle down. I mean, just in general, like even couples that live in the city, like want to settle down a lot later because they're just like doing so many things in the city and there's like so much to do and see so I do feel like I kind of do believe that he would be hooking up with a lot of women because all of the women like like Sally and her friends included kind of did want to settle down so they're like taking what they can get 
Right. Like Marie has like, her little book full of all of the names, like the little. I thought that was funny. I that was like a phone, like a little phone book, but like yeah. I do love that. And she like dog-eared the one she goes married, but she like <laughs> didn't get rid of it in case he got divorced. But just like take a note, don't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I love that. But yeah, they're just like keeping track of all of these men. I think because like probably so many of them kind of suck. So they're just like, I would say probably a lot of women's standards in the city, they have to like lower them a bit. <laughs> there you go, guys. If you're kind of shitty, move to the off city. The presses. Ooh, kind of <laughs> shitty. Didn't mean to do city. that. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's a new tagline. I mean, just, yeah, dating in the city sounds kind of terrible, I guess, depending on your perspective, but right. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you're the shitty person, sounds great. Yeah. So like, if you suck as a human, go find someone. Don't go to a city. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Specifically, otherwise, New York City. Otherwise, like, work on yourself. <laughs> um, I feel like this time period is really interesting because, like, you know, this was this came out in '89, so you know, it was very '90s to me. But it was like this. It, this time is so interesting. Like the late '80s, '90s was like. I feel like they didn't really know what they were doing at the time. Like their fashion's weird. Like the movies are strange. Like the, it's just, I feel like it's like a bridge of like baby boomers and like the now generation. Like it doesn't really know what it is. It's trying to figure itself out. I just, I, in, in some ways I kind of wish like that whole like world before like cell phones and all that and the internet mm-hmm. in a big way, like it, it's, it's almost like he can almost like romanticize it now. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Right. Because I feel like there is a vibe to this era. Like, I even love that he couldn't, like, stalk her on social media. Like, he had to to leave messages where he's, like, singing into the Met because he would, like, really wanted to talk to her. But, like, now you could find, like, 10 different ways to get in touch with someone. Well, that's what I like about it, Yeah, yeah, he can't even... I I had that exact thought when when he was, like, all depressed by himself. And then he, like, went out to, like, window shop. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I, I get where he was going with it, but I'm like he ended up like going to where she was and I was like one how did you know she was there and two like like I just feel like because his friend was there so he would have known from them gotcha but like suffice to say like you could have just called or like texted or something but like it would completely ruin it it would completely ruin it so I've, i don't know it's, well that's it's, why okay nice. that's why i like the like this like i love that kind of vibe just because like kind of my, my going back to my point like boy meets world to me is like you know it's my favorite show and this has a, i mean just how they're shot and like the style it's similar and like you know they have you know landlines and like the cell phones are huge like i just love that because like you have to be creative yeah <laughs> but it's i don't know i love it because it's we're so used to just like looking everything up now and it's yeah like, even like the the, the no, contacts like right looking through all of the people and i just remember my mom having that like it's it's so like nostalgic to me yeah I love it. It's like a cozier time. I feel like, yeah. like it just seems like. That's why yeah. I like watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, because they still do like shitty things to each other, but like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can't just like zone out and be on the computer. I feel like well, there's so many rom-coms now that I feel like I'm like, I don't like this. Like maybe it is made for someone younger than me, but like all the Netflix stuff, like it's kind of entertaining, but they're not like anything that I feel there's like no depth. there's not like oh. a good era of rom-coms being made i'm gonna gonna give a take trying to summarize all of that and basically say like i feel like when you didn't have the internet or like the ability to just like text someone or somebody like it you could focus in on like fewer fewer things but like more deeply Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's the part that i like about that kind of like time piece aspect of this because like you could like feel all sorts of ways about one specific thing, but like you go home and there's just like a million other things going on or you like hop on your phone or whatever. And like, I don't know. It, it, I feel like that's like a key difference. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. he had so much time to like think about it and reflect. And then when right. he like ran to the party, that's like when he was like, Oh my gosh, I finally figured out how I feel. And when she's like, scene. why are you doing this? And he's like, cause when you feel something, you want to say it, like he right. finally figured it out. I right. love that last speech. It's so good. How about this way? I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely. And it's not because it's New Year's Eve. 
I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. <laughs> I the the whole like um throughout the movie and ending in that speech where he's like you, like I think he said at one point you are like the worst type of like high low maintenance you're like high maintenance but you think you're low maintenance yeah. and like the whole that way she orders food I like th that was present throughout and in that last part of this his speech there and I don't know I related to that a little bit I feel bit. like too it was just about him like knowing her and still really liking yeah. her like all the little things like I don't know it's really sweet there was two things like they obviously became really good friends and got to know each other really well and then once they slept together the I think he said something along the lines of like well, isn't it great to just be able to sit down with somebody and not say anything or yeah. you know something yeah. like that um like like almost as if they had like run out of things to talk to at that point yeah because he kind of says that he's like yeah, after yeah. you would like talk about your stories but like we'd already done that right so like I don't know like I, I'm curious what y'all's opinion is on this. Do you think you can just like, do, do, would you enjoy sitting down with your significant other and just like sitting in quiet? I think or, uncomfortable silence is great silence. Comfortable or uncomfortable? Uncomfortable. No, sorry. Comfortable. That's what I meant. I think, <laughs> I like, huh? We're both like, I think if it's, I think if you can be, I think if, if you can be comfortable, because there's definitely a difference between uncomfortable silence and comfortable silence. And I think when you're in a comfortable, silent situation, I think that means that you've really connected with somebody. But I feel like at that moment in the movie, it was uncomfortable yes, because agreed. they kind of needed yes. to like talk about that. And they both needed to be honest and they like couldn't be because they didn't want to hurt the other one's feet. I mean, I think she was actually really into it. So he needed to be honest about like how he was feeling. Okay. Another general, I just, I'm full of questions, I guess, about this. Question, man. The, <laughs> the Riddler. So when... In that like uncomfortable silence, I wasn't actually because like she's like obviously this was a mistake. He says I hope she thinks this was a mistake, mm -hmm. and that's exactly how it played out. Mm -hmm. But like to be clear, like they both were into each other at that point, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I that's why I thought. Just, I just like, wasn't sure. <laughs> I think he was like I don't know, just like the whole thing. I feel like throughout the whole movie, he is just getting things slower. Like he's so immature at the beginning, and even though she's like more uptight at the beginning like he's like moving at this slow pace so I think it just took him a while to like wrap his head around how he actually felt and I think he just like felt uncomfortable in the moment like that that whole like scene where he's like eating Malamars and like like at the very end right before he goes to the party like he's finally processing which I feel like is kind of like cookies <laughs> the greatest cookie in the world um I feel like yeah. that is like a traditionally masculine thing like something that men do they just like don't think or talk to their friends about their feelings as much as women do so I feel like Sally kind of knew how she felt and just like Harry needed to needed more time to process you need more the whole movie he's just slower yeah here's a question for you do you think this is a prequel to Harry and Marv from Home Alone <laughs> actually I think Billy Crystal you would have been good. Evolved been into probably Harry. I got guess. the hair, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I could see it actually. Um, he his hairline is receding, so it could make sense that Harry becomes Harry because he. No, Sally would not let him. That I mean, if him. yeah, if Sally had been. like a blowtorch to her head and <laughs> she lost all of her hair, and she put the little black hat on, I could kind of see her being. Uh, <laughs> I think Meg Ryan would be a good Harley Quinn after watching this movie really i could see you doing that, that. yeah crazy i guess you're playing it really well actually um here's a couple uh a couple things i jot down i jotted down um going back to remakes that we always talk about because that seems to be the you know the what were you gonna say something jesse no why well, okay see what you're gonna say i was gonna say this this type of movie fascinates me because i would love to see this movie get told by like different directors different mm -hmm. perspectives like Edgar Wright, Ari Aster like I would love to see this story be taken same story but just different directors I think that'd be fascinating I think that would be really cool to have a movie like if someone has an idea 
pitch it to like five different directors and they all produce this, the same movie. That would be so cool. And I think this would be a great it's, movie for that. It's like the equivalent of like a cover in music. Exactly. It's, yes. Yeah. Like I would be so fascinated because they handle these scripts and these characters very differently. Like a Hitchcock would handle this very differently. And it's like it would if you be did, so cool. If Hitchcock did seven, seven or Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, <laughs> and then there was the actual Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, there was like a a like rom-com Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Right, exactly. I would love to Wouldn't see that. That, actually, cool? that would be really that would be awesome. I think they like should everyone do... take like a great movie yeah, and like make it their own. Kind of like talk up or even yeah, make it. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Into their own style. An Ari Aster version of this would be would terrifying. I think that. Harry would end up dead in that one. <laughs> yes. And it would just be about Meg Ryan being like, I don't need a man. <laughs> it's, it's more like, how would he die though? Exactly. It'd be brutal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I would love, like, Netflix should do like, instead of a cooking competition show, like a show where it's like, this episode, oh. this is the movie, and they have like five directors on, and they have to yeah, shoot like a mini awesome. scene. Dude, this. How they, we come up with so many good ideas and it's like a director's competition i would love yeah uh, and they have to like pitch it and pitch like their dreams yeah cast. rob zombie takes on harry when harry met sally and then the Not person her. that wins gets to make it into a movie <laughs> they get the like million dollar budget that's a great idea the, i mean uh, i don't know who's <laughs> who's paying for that but netflix netflix yep. yeah we'll pay for everything i do oddly want as it always comes up i I oddly want this to be attempted again. I want to see an attempt on this again. I'd be curious um, I, though, because kind of like Home Alone was redone. Like, I feel like there are things about Home Alone that I didn't think would work now. And I feel that way about this movie too. I agree. I think I would be so nervous because they have been, I feel like they did that with um, She's All That. They made like a Netflix version called He's All That and oh. Addison Ray was in it and it was, Awful. But I could not finish it. And I there, really there was liked. no hope for that. There was the no Addison hope. Ray. They just pulled a TikToker for the views. She literally they... does TikTok dances in it. She's like dancing at, and it's oh just God. so well, cringy. I'm I'm saying like not a I don't want like one Harry Met Sally two or like when Jim meets I don't know what are Gen Z <laughs> these days. What are no, um when Lil Pump meets <laughs> Who's Lil Pump? Lil Boat. No bump. He's a Gucci Gang, I think. Right? Am I getting that mixed up? Is that a song? Gucci Gang. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Anyways, I don't know. I don't. Dude, you dress like your Gen Z. Okay, so get up to date. Where Hocus Pocus? This is nineties. I know, but it's like tie dye. (laughs) That's true. I try Um, to be Gen Z every day of my life. Yeah, that's (laughs) sort of my life. I don't. But I, I do think it would be very hard, and most likely there's like a ninety percent chance it just turns out to be a piece of garbage but i think you could do it well and not like what i mean like not the same movie again but just like the essence of what the movie is like this that kind of like the storyline and how it's dragged out i feel like like friends to lovers is like a very common trope in yeah it just like does this one doesn't really get that cheesy and it's it's so easy to get cheesy which is why i think things fail (laughs) you know (laughs) easy a lot of rhymes today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lightning in a bottle twice, you know, so what I'm going for is basically what I'm saying. We can do lightning in a bottle twice. Um, but I'm I so curious, not that I would, I'm curious who you guys would cast in a brand new one. Ooh, because question. I haven't actually thought specifically the cast, but Meg Ryan yeah. in this movie reminds me a lot of Sydney Sweeney, who's in like Euphoria and oh. White Lotus. Yeah, she's, she's like the really daughter. Good. I actually feel like she would be great in this. I, I yeah, no, she is great, and she kind of looks like Meg Ryan in a lot of the scenes. Like looked like her, and so I was like, that's what made me start thinking of like a today version of mm. that. But and also like, who would you cast? Are you talking like and, a modern, or would it be made now but set in like the fifties? No, I like. I mean. I <laughs> Like a current day one, but like okay. I also think a current day, like not going heavy into the. I mean, this is just my take of like how I think you could slip into this being horrible. Not like very much in today's world, but not trying to be like Instagram and TikTok and cell phone, you know, and like, That's but the hard it's part. just set. Yeah, it's like it's just set now, but like you don't have to address everything 
Yeah. I mean, you can't pretend they don't exist, but it doesn't have to be like the Instagram version of this. Story, yeah, I'm just already picturing sense. her like scrolling through his Instagram. Like, yeah, like I think there is an earnest good way story it, way to do it. Yeah, yeah. that is like um, not ignoring it, but just like ag- like agnostic to yeah that. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen on Amazon Prime the show Modern Love, but it kind of gives me like a When Harry Met Sally vibe. So it's based off of the New York Times column that's called it's called Modern oh. Love, and people like submit their stories of like and it's not always about like relationships like a lot of the times well it's about relationships but not specifically like love relationships like a lot of times it'll be about like family or it's just like about people that you love or like whatever but Mm -hmm. they did the show and I feel like they did it well they'd have to like go for a vibe like that but they're based off of people's like real stories of like meeting people and falling in love and whatever but they would have to go like, I feel like whoever did that show should do this remake <laughs> because it is good and it doesn't feel like too pandery towards this generation, mm-hmm. which is probably why no one has heard of it because it just like- Even though it's a really, up. I mean, well, the quote, these quotes are, you know, a top hundred quotes of all time from this movie. Like there's a couple on there. I mean, or Joe, for Christmas one year, you got me a top hundred movie quote poster. And there, I think there were two one Harry Matt Sally quotes on there. Is it all have what she's having? That one. And then there's a... They also reference <laughs> Casablanca, which is also like a famous... Casablanca. Like, Casablanca, <laughs> which is also like famously quoted. And they yeah. say like best, best that's line true. of a movie. Yeah, that's true. And it's always one of those things where when they're making a movie, they always like put those little like meta elements in right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. hear me out. Hear me out for casting. <laughs> we get a uh, in his prime young Fred Savage. Okay, hold on. I feel on. like it needs to be a comedian. He's a comedian. He can be okay. Funny. And I then, mean, play this out. But like, we also need like if we are making this today. Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't no, need this. Like, I want like a fantasy this person. I want like a Madden. No, please scene. finish this fantasy version. But okay. I also want like a real one. <laughs> okay, young in his prime, Fred Savage either and then the uh, sally would either be florence Pugh or zendaya and then um i haven't gotten to the friends yet <laughs> let me think okay. about that one. all right <laughs> oh you got to go with um billy lord for carrie fisher's yeah role because that's her daughter so you got to do that but i don't feel like she um, acts the same as no Car- like they act very differently i feel like that i mean yeah it would be like a nice little and then I'm thinking the Jess, he looks like a cop to me. He gives me cop vibes because I just met a lot of my dad's friends growing up and they looked just like him <laughs> with the mustache and the big sunglasses. Um, it would also have to be someone funny because I feel like he has yeah. like a really subtle like funniness about like, I think Jess is a really funny character in the movie. Yeah, he's good. He's like you, Joe. I'm cast Joe Cuffney as Jess. Oh, <laughs> congrats. <laughs> Big first roll. <laughs> I've made it. I can see that actually. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and D could be Carrie when he's Fisher. like, Wait, you made work. a woman meow. I feel like you, you would say that. <laughs> and he's just like the ball, like they're at the batting cage and the ball goes by and he like says it again. Like he's just like floored. I feel like that'd <laughs> yeah, be what about? Oh, well, also, awesome. I'd love that Joe Cuffney goes and he quits work and they're like, what? And he's like, I landed a big time movie role. I'm an actor. <laughs> like, yes. You act? What? And you're like, I yeah, do now, baby. <laughs> here's my demo reel it's all monster man oh, what is wait yeah what happened to batting cages man that's all Are i was we, thinking about in that thing i was just like, like people top golf. no they still have them well, that's it's true top golf i feel like yeah top golf is a good modern version yeah. i love how like batting cages like adults would just go to batting cages but even when adults were ever at batting cages They'd always play in like the kid coming up to being like, how long are you going to be in there? Yeah. <laughs> like I think of Happy Gilmore too, when they do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I also love that scene Batting too, changes. where like the kid is like asking how long and he's like, I think I'm really growing. Buzz off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is another thing of like Harry being immature, even when he thinks he's growing. Right. And like the whole time he is trying to, because even when they like re-meet in New York, he's in the personal growth section. Like, Carrie Fisher's character, Marie, calls it out. She's like, there's someone checking you out in personal growth. And then it's Harry. He's like, the whole theme is like him trying to grow. I'm still stuck on this cast thing, guys. Oh, sorry. I can't, I can't. Well, I'm I'm trying to go through it in my head and I'm like, well, they're not going to be perfect for this. I think Sydney Sweeney is great. I think that's there. Is she comical though? Is she funny? 
I think she could be. Yeah. I mean, she also was... Sally isn't particularly funny. Like she's, she's just, funny. she's like particular. She's, <laughs> she's difficult. She's uh, chaotic. I think she could I play think... the role because she's like, in, like in White Lotus, she was like, her character wasn't funny, but her character, the character was funny. Yeah. I and it had like that, that bit of sass you know, like... and she did that really yeah. well. Ooh, Jesse, Josh Peck. Yeah. No. <laughs> it'd be the it'd be the funniest thing it was like an, like i just couldn't get it he wouldn't it. do it no he wouldn't know i i'd get him in the movie for sure but <laughs> um yes he yeah maybe we'll think like that i'm trying to think billy crystal because like um he's old but what's his name florence perfect well okay florence very... Pugh's boyfriend. oh zach braff zach braff would be a good here actually hmm I well, Harry was. It, but... Yeah, actually, it would make sense. Billy for... Crystal was forty in there, yeah. so that actually makes sense. <laughs> also, Zach Braff still looks young. Yeah, I mean, not that he's old, old. He's like forty, right? I don't, I don't know. know. I probably is. I... Um, also, Zach Braff or what's the guy in um, the OC? Adam Brody. Oh, I could see Adam Brody. Dude, I'm just thinking like curly hair. Fred but... Savage. I'm telling you. <laughs> like funny, definitely. Like Adam Brody would be good. Play someone funny. Yeah, he would be good. Zach Braff is funny though. And I, yeah. Like a Thomas Mann. Jesse um, Thomas Mann. Thomas Mann. I don't think it would be a very he's specific he's version of this. Dying girl. He's that kid. Oh yeah. I don't think I he don't would know. be good for this. He'd be, it would be a very specific version of this yeah. movie. Because Lynch. like there's something about Harry that has like the confidence. Like when Joe was like, I don't get him as a playboy. I'm like, women do like confident men though. Like he like he plays. I believe him. Is he confident that. though, or just a dick? I There's mean, a fine line like between dicks. assholes. I think that's in the and, eye of yeah. Yeah. It is the iron. That's true. Yeah, yeah like um, you always go for the the guy you think you can fix. And I'm still working on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say, hmm, how's that going for? You? I will leave. This <laughs> <laughs> is my turn to leave. Jesse, are you gonna do? A, are you gonna do a, a, your segment of read that review? That really bad review he's been doing he's been reading really bad reviews oh I, is there a I bad review for i know no i didn't even look let me do a quick search while we, i uh, love this segment now. like people spend their time and they just i'm gonna be peeved immediately I mean, we watched some bad movies we watched some uh but i'll look let's keep okay. going i'll uh should we get into locations new york city. do you know what's funny is the last movie was new york city too so this makes sense it's a good time for holiday and fall apparently yeah, I do want to read a little trivia fact about the football game. The Giants. The football game scene uses footage from an actual Giants game. However, long-range crowd shots are of a Buffalo Bills home game at Rich Stadium. Ooh. It had the same colors on the fan on the fans, but more spirited version of the wave. So, Bills fans, let's go. More sp- actually, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I I have. I mean. I don't know what all NFL stadiums are like, but I've been a part of waves at preseason games because mo- most. Oh people- yeah. I think the one I was at went legit like t- twenty minutes long, which is arguably like twenty minutes too long. But they. I was they, gonna they say that to feels that. like a thing that hasn't changed ever. Like football games, I feel like still when you're like live football games are still kind of the same. Like everyone still does the wave. And you're just yeah, like I mean, they, everyone's just entertaining themselves yeah <laughs> right it's kind of funny though it's like definitely one thing that should be included in our remake of the movie because it's still like a very similar i think, I think there needs to be a dog version of Sally. <laughs> for those so listeners cute. uh joe just pulled his dog on <laughs> screen <laughs> willow on screen i just said it hey she's so cute um i'm trying to go else yeah i mean new york city um there's a lot so cat's deli is like famous and oh people yeah go, but it's also i think it's like actually good food but people go and do the reenact like, the orgasm yeah so i'll have what she's having <laughs> i'll have what she's having yeah <laughs> hey i don't feel great about this but i don't hear anyone complaining of course not you're out the door too fast i think they have an okay time how do you know i mean how do i know i know because they Yes, because they... How do you know that they're really... What are you saying? That they fake orgasm? It's possible. Get out of here. Why? Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? Because I know. Oh. 
Right. That's right. I forgot. You're a man. What is that supposed to mean? Nothing. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. You don't think that I can tell a difference? No. Get out of here. I'll have what she's having. That's a great scene. Yeah. Also, she like really commits to that. And I feel like Sydney Sweeney could totally do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about Sydney Sweeney, so I can't relate. You gotta, this cast thing's bugging me because I do think she's good, but I can't think of like perfect. I know. uh, I, 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 yeah. My like, like Carrie, first thought it has was to be like Bo that Burnham, but oh, that was my first Burnham cut because be I was awesome. like, who's really funny? Yeah. But like kind of awkward. He's, but I feel like he's still, not like, like cool enough though. Like, yeah, that's he would what be I was too say, like, in the way of Thomas Mann than yeah. what he needs to be. I was going to say Harry has like, I hate the word swag, but he has a certain like swag. swagger about him. Swag. Yeah. Swag, swag, swagging. Dag Fark. Who's that? He played young oh, Michael Myers. Right. No. <laughs> yeah, love it. Love it. Um, yeah. Any Rob's I don't know. Hit, can we just get Maude Apatow as her friend? She's got swag. What are you talking about? <laughs> I just love the idea of a casting director being like, they got swag. <laughs> I want to say Tom Holland, but you can't not not like Tom. Like you have everyone likes Tom Holland. Yeah, he's too. We need more of a forty-year-old than a kid. How about Robert Pattinson? No. Hmm. Hmm. But he's not funny. He's a dramatic actor. He can be funny. He's not funny. It needs to be like a current comedian, (laughs) like a comedic actor. Oh my gosh, Andy Samberg. Oh, see that? I could see that. If he would refrain from doing voices. What? I said if he could refrain from doing voices yeah. all the time, he'd be like in the car and he'd be like, oh my God, Andy, I'm gonna punch you. Like, he's he's an actor I would love to see take on a really serious movie. I would love to see him do like a serious movie. I don't know if he's done it, but I would love to see it. Yeah. I think I might've mentioned this, but I feel like the version of Andy Samberg in Palm Springs would work. I was literally mm. just thinking Palm I could see Springs. That. Like he was yeah. so good in that. He was like not being like over funny, but just like funny enough. And it was perfect. I really like that movie. That is like a current good rom-com that like, I feel like they used everything in the right way for being current. I think it's a rom-drum. Yeah. It was a bit funny though. With comedic elements. I don't think it's like a comedy though. First. I mean, even like being stuck in the time loop is kind of like a funny. I'd say that's a rom-com versus a rom-drum. Really? I would say. I don't think so. That's what I I would say. I mean, there's um, always like drama elements in a row. Like this movie is funny, but there's definitely like dramatic elements in it. Yeah, but it's more of a it's comedy first though, I think. Yeah, I feel like that one is too. Let's rate it. Speaking of that, Jojo, you can go first. Remember to pick units. What? Remember to pick units. Oh. Uh, sci-fi rom-com. Yeah, sci-fi weird. I mean, yeah. technically it is. It's like sci-fi. Um. 11 out of 10 <laughs> points on the side, not on, on the, the cake, side. because not everybody <laughs> likes it on the cake, because especially with the coconut cake, it really soaks it in and it might be too rich. This is the first 10, 11 we've had. One on the side. <laughs> yeah. 
I was gonna say. Yeah, the the extra one is on the side. Nice. nice. Okay, I'm throwing in really quick too. I do. It, it would Still be such casting. a funny version. Yeah, I love Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall in Succession, so much. Did you see uh, the thing where he like he's like I don't get why people think it's funny. He thinks he's like in a serious like show but people like love how funny succession is yeah i mean he's also an intense actor yeah (laughs) like everyone is like i'm a little worried like daniel day like brian cox is like daniel day lewis had to like stop acting because he's very intense and like you just can't do that for that long and he's like jeremy is like on that path like he's (laughs) a very intense person which makes so much Um, sense for the character too yeah well how about cousin greg nicholas braun in this role oh my gosh actually that would be really he's almost he's like this tall Uh, uh, he should be Jess. Thinking, uh, maybe uh, <laughs> he should be Jess. Could, like, he should uh, be the go. friend because yeah. he could do that. You made a woman meow. Yeah, I could see that actually. <laughs> and like we could uh, the other day, um, uh, <laughs> it's like all he does constantly. <laughs> I'm a fan. Okay, Nicholas Braun and Sydney Sweeney greenlit. Here we go. <laughs> see, I'm telling you, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll make that Netflix show. I'll go next. I'm going 8.7 wagon wheels. Uh, <laughs> nice. Roy Rogers I, wagon wheel. <laughs> so funny. Um, yes. So I, I, I'm not generally a rom-com person, but like when I do watch them, like I feel like I got to be in the right headspace, but like I, I do enjoy them or, or, you know, a lot of them. This is one of them. It just feels, I, I kind of agree the nostalgic feel. It just, it's, it's a happy Mm-hmm. happy movie i don't know i don't know what else to say about it it's funny too you had fun but, yeah. oh my gosh i just came up with a good rating system but go, you guys go because i don't want to take it in case you guys have it okay um, i'm going 1.8 this movie dragged on very long this is the tusk, <laughs> the tusk of rom-coms <laughs> the tusk of rom-coms out of nowhere the whole time and then at the end i'm like so like i was saying it's pretty garbage and, uh, <laughs> justin long well, no, 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 no. I this would be a two, Justin Long. Oh, Jesse, how about Sorry. this? Jonah um, Hill. He could be Jess. He could be the friend. Okay. He could be a really good friend. Yeah, he's so funny. Okay, yeah. sorry. You can go on. Um now I'm just thinking of Jonah Hill and cousin Greg together. <laughs> right, like I, the, I, the two of them. I, I have to learn not to say Jonah Hill around you because you're just gonna only think about him. <laughs> All right, hold on. So I have a quick, like, 45-minute Jonah Hill aside to do. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go... We'll go 8.5 chunky sweaters. Chunky knit sweaters. Um, Also, I haven't mentioned how nice that apartment is. Yeah. Billy Crystal's apartment. We did discuss that, actually, Joe and I did, because Joe was like, what does he do? He's a political consultant. Which makes sense. maybe. I don't know. I don't know how much. Maybe. And then also, like, Sally has a smarter, or a smarter, smaller apartment, and she's a journalist, which that one makes sense as well. Yeah. I mean, and it's 80s. She's a woman. Yeah. They don't get paid. paid And and Billy Crystal, like, just hangs out and does nothing. And yeah. Has a giant rug to roll out. Mm-hmm. Um, Dope. All right, Joe. What's yeah, your chunky uh, net, chunky I nets. was. I'm gonna bump mine up. I was at a seven and a half, and I'm gonna move it up to an. Go eight. down to a seven. Yeah, I get that. I'm gonna move up to an eight, <laughs> eight relationships. Uh, because I'm kind of like you, Joe. Like I'm not a huge rom com person, but I do when I do like them. Like when when there's a good one, I really appreciate. You know. Cause it's kind of hard to do a good rom-com cause you know, they're so cheesy yeah. most of the time mm-hmm. in this movie. Like I think Jesse said, not cheesy whatsoever. <clears throat> there was no factor cringe factor. There was none of that. Um, so I appreciate that. I like, you know, Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal. Great. Rob Reiner's awesome. Love the New York city vibe. Carrie Fisher. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything really bad about this movie. It's just not going to be a 10 for me. It's like not hey. on that level. Wait a second. Wait a second. No one said nine extra flaws out of 10. And I'm Uh, disappointed. (laughs) But it wouldn't have made sense unless you were at a nine. I know. I was waiting for one of you to do a nine. Hmm. Could have gone there. I will. This transitions very well into my movie review segment. Yes. There's there's not as good of bad. There's really few bad ones on this. One stars. So this is from Urania S. June 14th, 2021. Question, are these IMDb or 
This is a verified on Rotten Tomatoes. Usually I go to Google. Um, there was zero one-star reviews for this. Movie. Okay. Um, so I love this. Urena says, I thought this one was <laughs> <laughs> I thought this one was okay when I was a kid, and now it's so cringy. When you are a kid, you think you think this is how adult relationships play out. Then you reach adulthood and you realize this film is some kind of romantic nightmare. I don't blame Rob Reiner for this one as writer Nora Ephron is not someone we want to turn to for romantic ideals. She was a newswoman formerly on the murder beat, then moved into tearing apart her broken relationships on screen trying to make them sound loving, emotionally evolved. No, these are not real adult humans having conversations that mimic like even Jerry Seinfeld could have bet could have a better bowel movement than the dialogues provided within this frame. I do <laughs> admire Efron as a businesswoman, but not as an innovator in understanding the destructive psychosis that dogged her films. The film is pretty abhorrent in that regard, although seemingly beloved. Aging 40-something crystal down to college boy? No. Brutal. Okay. I feel like she's someone's projecting. got a bone. Something personal is going on. Yeah, it very much feels like a, a personal problem. Uranus. Yeah, Uranus and... got screwed over by someone. Urania. Uranus. Urania. I'm not even going to give her the respect because that doesn't feel like a fair review. She's pretty guys. I couldn't. I, there's like no one star reviews. I'm, I'm Wait, scrapped. what was that? What was that? Was that a one? You said oh, it's a one. Okay, I love it. It's a one. Love it. Also, very rude to Nora Ephron. <laughs> really like, geez, he felt a little personal. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> like, I just read the first part and the last part when I picked it, and then I'm like reading it in the middle, and I was like, "This is just a teardown." <laughs> I feel like maybe right. Urania and Nora Ephron were like best friends or something at one point. And is this about? Did Urania was she the Sally, and then uh, Nora Ephron took her man? No, Urania was the friend with the kid who Sally talked shit about and said, really, they never have sex. Ooh, yeah. And then she's like, oh my God, how did she incorporate me in this movie? That's so mean. I have such a happy relationship and her relationships fall apart all the time. And then she wrote with this review. <laughs> and then she's like, P.S., 40-year-old Billy Crystal is a college yeah, kid? Right. No, thanks. <laughs> okay, I get that. I agree with that, actually. Yeah, don't did say that. I agree with that. That's why I picked this, because I saw that at the beginning and then the first thing was like, this is very cringy. Um, so... They sandwiched it nice. I don't nice. know. To this day, nothing beats that Better Watch Out review, though. Still, Should we just read that again? We... <laughs> Every week, I just read that the same review one. again. Yeah, the same one. It was pretty good. I love, I love Angry that's a great. That's a great segment. Yep. that's a. We're going to yeah. add that in officially now. Should All we... Right, uh... Thanks, Urania. I mean, we already talked news because a lot... we just recorded the other one, but... Any anything new that you guys are watching or anything? Anything on that cast? Like, what are we? <laughs> Jesse's gonna be. Caught How long up. are we gonna talk about this? Jesse, we get an episode you... dedicated to cast that movie. Literally, yeah. In I like three like days, I'll be like, "How about like this person?" About... Like competition. Oh my god! Please. I can make a post. Make this a post. Ca- this is a hard casting call because you it's have tough. to really nail hard. it. You have to nail it. Yeah. yeah. But I Gosh, agree. Sweeney, Sweeney is a good Meg Ryan. I think she could be really cute and like a lot of Meg Ryan. That's why make a post. sticking I'll in my head post. is because I think that it's like we nailed one of them. So we got to finish the rest, but it, I don't know. That's yeah. I'm going to make a post today yeah. and we will see. There's just not a lot of male actors at her age that like makes sense. No. Like, like <laughs> Timothy Chalamet no. is like the big one. No. Tom Holland is no. like the, the other big male actor. And I feel they're like almost too kid like, though. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Like, you I don't need the 40 year old man, but like, Pack Braff. But, <laughs> but like, there's got to be actors in between 18 and 40. Right? I think Adam Brody would actually but, be really solid. I think that was a good, yeah. good call. But he's so old now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's in his 40s. You referenced someone from the OC. <laughs> like, exactly. Billy Crystal is old in this one. I know, and it's a problem. We need to fix it. We need to fix Hollywood. Stop okay. casting mm-hmm. really young women with really old men. I do wish Brian Cox, Logan Roy from Succession <laughs> as Jackman. I do wish, I do wish, you know how they showed um, Sally and Harry at the very end on, you know, like being interviewed, like the old couple. I wish they made them old. Like, I wish they made them, no. like, old, old people. I thought at the beginning that it was, like, 
the when it just showed one couple talking, I thought it was going to be them. Yeah, I wish know, that like was before a thing, it yeah. switched to other. Because yeah. uh, it's like they're like telling but... their life story essentially. I kind of wish yeah. that was it. But... That was my only other gripe. Cool. Is that a wrap? I think that's a wrap. We're going to be on good. this call till we figure this cast Just thing out. Just going to be thinking about this all for a day. <laughs> that's funny. Top male actors. 46 in the books.